Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. Now this week, it's Song for Julie. It's a good read, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, you missed the A and A song for Julie, but I will let it slide by calling you out. Thank you for letting it slide. David Anthony, my name is Tim Crisp, as you were a podcast about Alkaline Trio. Every week, we talk about one Alkaline Trio song, and this week, it is The Song for Julie. The, um, yeah, what an odd song for us to have to talk about in this format. Um, mm-hmm. kind of had been worried about how to do this one for some time, if I'm being honest with you, which is good because we did it once and didn't post it. So now we get a second try. Yes, this song, Steamer Trunk by the Alkaline Trio, is, uh, kind of a uh a little lost gem not lost but just hidden mm-hmm. for a while mm-hmm. an uncut gem that is exactly what it is um kevin garnett was heavily involved um so yeah for those of you who don't know uh, a song for julie this is a song that was recorded during the good morning sessions so though we technically finished up good morning couple weeks ago with our pal Tom. Uh, I didn't really want to say we closed the book on it until we touched this one. Um, mm. Just because I think it's much like when we talked about Angel Alcohol, a demo song that was never recorded on the album. Good Morning kind of has a lot more thread to pull on than a lot of their other records. There's the demos. There's this song. There's just kind of the weird nature of the fact that like unlike their other records where it's just like okay here's the album and the songs there's actually like other shit here it's kind of a deeper well and i think this song kind of tells the story of the band up to a point in a really succinct way without it being about that at all Hmm. yeah it's one of those that you you hear um and without knowing much context it's like oh okay this is already a deeply personal song but hearing a little bit more about the nature of of the track itself and where it comes from is a real real insight into the people that are in this band and also the people who sort of make up the little world that this band has uh created yeah, yeah. I mean, for those of you who don't know, Julie um, was the original webmaster of the Alkaline Trio's message board. So before the Blood Pact, their official fan club, on their website, like so many did back in the day, they just kind of had a message board and like a chat function. And uh, she kind of ran that. And she was, I think, pretty heavily into like documenting their stuff. Like, I know she was basically pretty, became friends with them, became pretty involved with them. And, you know, was like kind of a fixture in their world to a degree. And, you know, I think there was like really kind of a community from this for this band early on in kind of that late 90s, early 2000s. Like I I call it old Internet, which isn't really fair because it was the Internet, but it definitely Mm -hmm. existed in a different way than we're used to now. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, 
Julie was kind of a big part of that. And I think she was really known within the Alkaline Trio fan community for those reasons. Um, and this song, Song for Julie, comes out. Well, it never really comes out. It kind of just gets leaked onto the internet. And I think, you know, one of the things that, like, gave me pause in talking about this is for years this was kind of like the song that I think there was kind of like, oh, like, you know, this was really made as a gift for her specifically when she was going through a very difficult period of time. Um, mm. And it feels, you know, when, when you're obsessed with a band, I think one of those tendencies is I want to hear everything, I want to see everything, blah, 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 blah. And this is like one of the few examples I can think of where that almost gets kind of ugly because you're basically trying to look at like a very deeply personal song that is not meant for you. Um, and that creates some weird dissonance in my brain. Totally. It's, it's a lot like looking at a letter that someone wrote to someone else or, Mm -hmm. you know, journals. Um, but this song, it, it did leak and Julie has like since said that it's okay that the song is being shared. Um, but really to take it like as a reminder uh, to not take your parents for granted. And the song is, is about Julie's dad dying and Matt, you know, sort of, I mean, puts it pretty plainly where they are and where, where she is. And I mean, really puts a lot of himself in the song and, puts a lot of his personal self into the song and then puts a lot of like his written self into the song Mm. referencing, you know, uh, lines from the past. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, from the start, I think the song is so before you might even start singing, it feels very like personal and like, you're like listening to something that feels like really intimate. And then he starts singing and it like feels that way even more to a degree mm-hmm. that is like, it's really like, kind of like, Ooh, it takes you back a little bit. And then hearing him kind of like sing, it's really one of the only times he does it to my knowledge that I can think of off the top of my head where he references something he's written previously and kind of like, I don't know, uh, it, it goes back at it a little bit. Um, yeah. And that too is kind of like, fuck, like this is not a thing you really do. And you're doing it here. Like that means something. Um, and clearly means something to someone who is a fan of your band and like knows that shit. Like that, that goes a little heavier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and yeah, like... <sighs> It's it's a song that, like, I, you know, not to uh, put the cart before the horse, but, like, it, it's not even really, it's not one that can be broken down in the way we break down the other songs. Like, we can't, I'm not going to talk about what it's doing versus what it's not doing because it did exactly mm-hmm. what it set out to do, what yeah. it needed to do. And my opinion of whether or not it's effective would be fucking meaningless. Yeah, absolutely. Um and I, I will. I, I think, though, you know, to that point of not like dissecting it and um, like putting it to the test, so to speak. It, it is a deeply, deeply affecting 
performance. Mm-hmm. And it's also very like it's the recording is superb. Mm-hmm. Um, there are like you know multiple layers of acoustics going. So if you're if you haven't heard it yet, it's very reminis- reminiscent of Matt's uh, split with Kevin Seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, his vocals sound so good. It sounds like him singing in a room with some really nice reverberation. Dan has some backing vocals in there. It's a very, very beautiful song, like, regardless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my feelings about the song are all positive. Um mm. But it is just like, it doesn't feel tossed off in that way because there are layers to this. There are, it's clear they put some work into this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what, it doesn't feel like, hey, especially because that was not a thing at the time. It's not like they were like, oh, well, this happened. I'm just going to write a song in eight minutes and then like, you know, turn on my phone recorder and send it to the person, which like, I'm sure from a like fan to artist relationship would feel very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think we exist in a world where like, you know, your artist will respond to a comment you make on an an Instagram post, or you could fucking pay for them to say something to you on cameo. Like it's, we're in this weird world where like this idea doesn't feel as, novel because there's an entire economy built around it Mm -hmm. but like to really look at this one you're like oh this feels dramatically different from all of that because this is like very constructed and considered and like you said like matt's vocals just sound very very honest because he's just putting it out there in a way that is like i don't want to say uncomfortable but it's 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 very like it's one of those songs you hear and then it's just like, fuck, like that was really heavy. Yeah. It, it does reach a a level that's far beyond the cameo message that I got from WWE hall of famer, former world heavyweight champion, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, after I had my abdominal surgery. Mm. Um, though, I think that he had a few layers of acoustic guitars going on that on that one too, um, but we have to have a little bit of levity here. See, clearly, yes. Um, um, yeah, it, it's it's such a fucking special and beautiful sentiment, and what Matt writes in here too is really like. It's something that is really powerful when you consider what this band has sort of like earned their bread off of, which is Mm -hmm. saying things like things never work out right. And something like this happens. And to hear him say like, that's not true. Mm -hmm. That's, that's not how it is. Like, there's more there's more to this life than this lyric that I have. Mm-hmm. And um and I think that, you know, in in that sort of um feeling of like this being such a personal thing and it and it feeling strange to wanna hear it 
as a fan and as a completist, um, hearing something like that is like such an important message. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, I don't know, ever since I heard the song, um, it's, it's really stuck to me. Yeah, and I mean, I think part of that is, like, it, it it is a very honest message, but I also think it, like, speaks to the fact, like, these are real people we talk about each week, right? Like, yeah. they're people who have interior lives and, and, you know, share them in a way through what they make. But this is the most, like, overt version of, like, at that time, you know, they weren't that far removed from being, like, first of three or four at the fireside, you know? Mm-hmm when good morning's being made and yeah, they've gotten more popular, but like you can still see the person there. You can still see who Matt is and the fact that he would be willing to do this and, and uh, you know, reach out to a friend and fan in need. And it's just like one of those things that feels very profound because I think it kind of is like, I think it's, you know, it's, it's one of the rare times I can think of something like this happening and, it didn't really get released. It wasn't like, you know, when someone writes a song, it's like, I wrote this song for my wife. I love my wife so much. And, mm-hmm. you know, then it becomes a big hit, which like kind of serves a dual purpose. Like this was just existing for the sake that it was like a thing they felt compelled to do for someone they cared about. And like at its very core, like I think it's important to acknowledge the fact that like as much as I can be, critical of the music they make like you know i do think they were they're real people who like have relationships with people and care about people and have experienced grief and trauma and pain oftentimes reflected in these songs that maybe don't mean anything to me but mean something to them and you know i just think there's a level of vulnerability with that that like i don't ever want to forget about and i don't think i do i think being critical is a necessary and valuable thing when people Mm. are making things. Um, But this is just kind of above all that. This is the type of thing where you can't really, I I just don't think there's any utility in that. Like you were saying, it's like, it would be like you critiquing the gram, the grammar that my mom used on a letter to my grandma. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just not really for that. And I think it just is very meaningful that, Within um, the fan base of the Alkaline Trio, this song is a known quantity and it's treated, at least from my vantage point, with respect. I don't Mm -hmm. see people uh, really um, say anything negative about it. I similarly, like don't think this is a song where people are like at a show screaming, play song for Julie. Like, you know, I don't think that's really the nature of what this is. And I think it's, it's worth acknowledging that like that is also a very good thing that people kind of treat this as an understood like, yeah, uh, we are all um, lucky to have heard such a emotionally moving and rousing performance and meaningful song um, that, yeah, we do not feel any ownership of it in the way that maybe we do the other material. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that all your points are, are really really great about the humanness of of all of it and um the fact that we get to do 
this sort of thing um, f- for a band that is like human and and mm-hmm. has not um, like crossed that threshold of you know celebrity where you feel deta- they f- they feel like they're detached mm. and um, and I think that all of these songs are you know are within that and i don't think anybody really needed a reminder um but when you hear it it is nice and it is nice to to remember that you know part of of growing is looking back at things that you've said and being like maybe i didn't have it all figured out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think that's the thing it's like I think there's an importance in that. I think people naturally do that. And I, I think it's actually really genuine and telling that like, that's the line he reaches for to update, you know? And mm-hmm. obviously the way this song kind of finishes with, you know, what they're singing, the kind of layered vocals, like it's very moving and it, it kind of almost, I think there's always an urge and it's something I'm specifically drawn to in music is to focus on the ugliness, to focus on the kind of grossness to really express like, this is what something bad feels like. This is what it feels like to go through something because I think that's what people connect to is like, Oh fuck, I know that. And I don't think Matt is at all an omniscient narrator here. He doesn't know everything, but he's allowing himself to be like, yeah, I was wrong and I've thought about it more and here's something I want to say to you. And and that is the mm-hmm. thing is they say that almost verbatim. <laughs> like yeah. we're saying this to you. Um, and you just get the sense that like there's an understanding of the weight of what it means when you talk about death in songs, in multiple songs, you know, like there's, there's a weight carried there and there, there's something that like, you know, means something to people. And I, I think it's just, yeah, it's just, this is one of those songs that like, it's so profoundly hard to talk about because of what it is, mm. but it's also just like, it feels profound to listen to. And I, I think it's one of those that like, it, it really did the first time I heard it after kind of like knowing it was a thing and finally I have a chance to hear it. It was just like, fuck, like that was, that was very heavy. That was very, mm-hmm. even though I knew what to expect, I did not know what to expect. And I think, um, I, I can't really think of many other songs that have ever done that or felt that way to me. Like there've been plenty of other bands where I'm like, you know, especially in that time where it's like, ah, oh, fuck, like you need to track down a way to hear this song. Cause I can't just mm-hmm. put it into YouTube or whatever. Um, and like, yeah, sometimes it'd be like, wow, that was amazing. Like, I love, that was great. Or sometimes like, yeah, it was fine. But nothing has ever really felt the way that listening to this song did or has since. And like, you know, it, it occupies a very unique and special and important place, I think, in this band's canon because of all those things and what it represents and what it means. And like, yeah, like it's not an album track. It's not a like cool deep cut it just is this thing that exists in its own box on the side that like again i can't think of another song to compare it to and uh you know for that i am kind of just thankful that it is there for the person it needed to be there for and probably if i had to guess 
other people who have had to uh, experience loss in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the the certain in- inevitability of uh, of our time of if there's a recorded song uh, by a band like this, it's going to get out there, and I think Julie allowing it to be shared and asking that it be considered in that way is, you know, something that we are lucky to have and, um, something we want to honor as well. Um, so we encourage you all to listen and, um, think about, uh, think about someone who might want to hear it right now and share it and reach out and uh text the people you've been thinking about yeah today. yeah i think i think doing this song kind of in this moment right now during the holidays and what has been a very taxing year for most everyone i know um i think it's just a good use it as a reminder to like not take stuff for granted and to just kind of like you know be present with your emotions be present with your thoughts and uh try and put what good you can out into the world um because i think we mm-hmm. need it most definitely uh this is our podcast it's called as you were a podcast about alkaline trio every week we talk about one alkaline trio song this week it was a really special one called a song for julie um we invite you all to uh, tell a friend about the show, rate it, subscribe. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash as you were. If you would like to consider supporting the show, uh, we just did a pretty fun wrap up of good morning over there. We do some other long form stuff. Um, we'll be back here on the feed either way as we always do we will see you then thank you